Applejack's a great deal. Ah. Uh, welcome to the Awkward Hi-Fi Podcast. Back from vacation. And I was going to do a solo show, but uh, all you non-solo show fans dodged a bullet because at the last minute, my good buddies, producer Dave and Daly came in to bail me out yet again. What's up, everybody? What up? Hey, uh, hello, everyone. I was I was going to do a solo show. I was going to do it. I have it planned. I think I still might do it and, and put it up. But um, I found out that it is uh, Daly's birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. And um, I was going to give you the clap, but see the song? No, I wasn't going to give you the disease, the clap. Liar. I was going to give you this clap. Already got it. And um, and uh, I could, can I have some of that? Yeah. And and so I said, hey, come on down to AI5 Studios and let's party for your birthday. So happy birthday, Daily. Happy birthday, Daily. Word up. And uh, thank you guys for bailing me out yet again. I don't know if I've ever told you this on air. All right, thirty seconds into the show, and the whole room is cla- is fucking <laughs> cloudy as fuck. like Snoop Dogg's basement. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this on the air, but uh, I really appreciate you guys fucking helping me out in my time of need during during this whole Richie disappearance and uh, keeping the show going. And actually, we were just talking about this before the show, but there's and I think I brought this up before, but but you, producer Dave, you're saying that you went back. And, oh, yeah. and listen, we was listening to some of the RTG episodes. Yeah, I miss Richie, so I've been listening to some old. I'm good now. Just one, one, and uh, and how and how that has a completely different vibe than the solo shows, and then this has a completely different vibe than both of those. And uh, I kind of enjoy that. You know, you don't know what kind of a high five you're going to get. One day Richie will be back, and and there'll be that, and then one day all four of us will be in, and then other days I'll do a solo show, and then. Some days we'll do this and, and whatever it is, you know, but uh, keeping it fresh, keeping it fresh is what, yes, is what we're doing. So I really appreciate you guys helping me out, yeah. and, you know, and I also appreciate everybody out there in podcast listenership land who, who uh, um, fucking volunteered to come in and bail me out on all those times. And, and, and you guys are all on call and I still might call on you, but uh, you guys have been nice enough to be here for me and you're around the corner. And uh, and um, you do good work, especially producer Dave who comes in with his packets today. How today? Pa- packet free. Today is packet free in nine three though. It's raw. It's all raw I'm give it dogging. to you. Yes, because it's Daly's birthday. Like it. Daly's birthday, and it's a last minute thing. I'm back fresh from vacation from your home state of Florida, Florida. PSL in the house. I got sunburn, and then my sunburn <laughs> turned to some weird bump. Can you see that? Can you see that shit? Oh shit! Yeah, and uh, I'm just yo. I used to get that as a kid, really, and was like always had my sleeves on my hands, like I'm yeah, doing right it now. Yeah, it gets itchy because it, it was so like horrifying as a kid. It's it's eczema. It's like a form of uh, like sun rash. Okay, and I used to get it every summer, dude. Because you, uh, put some. Your mom will make you put some <laughs> fucking nasty shit on it. And then it'll go away. Okay, here's here, here's the thing. I fucking um, see. I love the fact that you jumped in and just told me that because I've been worrying about this being skin cancer for about three days now. No, you're gold. I, I wake up in the morning. And I'm like, cancer? Is it cancer? <laughs> oh, you the- know what happened? You went to Florida, right? Florida's like, I know what the fuck you've been saying about me, motherfucker. <laughs> Took its Florida dick out and was like, Florida sun, cancer. It is, it is in the shape of a dick. Well, I went to Florida. Well, okay, so cool. I got eczema. 
then I got I got to deal with that. Yeah, but I got cortisone. Cortisone. I, I went from I literally left a state where it was 14 degrees and ice was falling from the sky, and then two hours later I was in a place that was 80 degrees at a ball game and fucking did not did not wasn't able to calculate what would happen to my skin. Now here's here's what I want to tell. Uh, there's a couple of things I want to tell you. I'm already fucked up from this fucking cloud of smoke. Yeah, dude, it's it's smoking. Um, that's all right. We're celebrating for Daly's birthday. Woo! <laughs> so yeah, that, how did that feel? Like you're just off a plane, hanging out with your pop, watching a fucking ball game, chilling. Yeah, it was living good. the American dream. It was a good time. It was a very relaxing weekend. I had a very stressful week before that. It was very relaxing. I got to see two spring training games. Uh, boozed it up with my parents, who I haven't seen in a while, and uh, had a good old time. Um, picked up a pretty he- hefty uh, meth addiction. Nice. I lost some teeth, but I mean that's just part of being in Florida. You know, like when in Rome. I mean, you, know what I mean? you were there three days, what, right? What'd you expect? What yeah. Happened? No day yeah. day like point five. I was fucking. I was sucking the glass dick. Yeah. Were yeah. you divorced by the end of the first night? Well, yeah, exactly. I was married and divorced, and then uh, arrested for spousal abuse. But you know, I didn't actually do it. She was just saying that to try to get all my money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that shit happens. And then I hid under a baby pool, and I flipped my car while I was tripping on acid and ecstasy. <laughs> and uh, and then the cops came to my house, and I got into a fight with them. I slammed the door on them, and um, and then I went down to a causeway and swam with an alligator. And, uh, and that's about ran, it. You ran away in a like a zigzag formation. in a zigzag formation, so they couldn't get me. Yes. So now I'm back in Jersey. I have uh, sunrash eczema. I'm um, in in a uh, 12-step program to get out of my meth addiction. So overall, it was a really good four-day vacation. Alimony? Uh, yes. Well, yes, of course, there's alimony. Um, you, did, you did get dark. Uh, I mean, yeah. this is... Oh, yeah, you caught well, that sun. Hold on. Look, look at his hand compared to mine. Well, here's... It's let me tell scary. you. Look, look so at this, white. though. Ready? Th- this is my tan because I only brought one Mets shirt, and my, that Mets shirt three was a quarter. three-quarter shirt. <laughs> so every game I went to, I was wearing a three-quarter shirt. So my tan literally just comes up halfway to my f- my forearm. It's so and then, dark. Hey, Dad. Well, what? Hot stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I hope all the listeners at home are getting riled up right now. Um, but here's here's the thing you need to know about me is that I'm a, I'm a dark gentleman. I'm I'm I turn dark really quick, and uh, I was a good dark. Too. I was, yes. Uh, yeah, no, not dark like I want to kill people. <laughs> like I, no, no, like like I am alone. I am coppery. utterly alone. Yeah, <laughs> this is my. Th- this is what. Okay, now I'm trying to tell you guys so many things, and I and I I'm now I have a cue like a, a of things that I want to get to. First, what did I want to say? I got through the meth addiction. Oh, I wanted. To, but this is all in uh, in reference to my skin. I've been a dark gentleman my whole life. I have tan skin. Therefore, my whole life, I never wore sunblock. I never once put it on. Never happened. Uh, never got sunburned. Would go to the beach, run around. I'd just be like this little brown boy. People would like throw me fucking for a price of co- coffee a day, cup of coffee a day. They would give me, the, you know, that kind of shit. And, um, and uh, never, ever, ever. Fast forward to I'm 33 years old. 33 years old. I'm living with a fair-skinned uh, blonde chick. And uh, we're going to the beach fairly often. And she's always saying to me, you know, you should put on a sunblock. I'm like, sunblock? I don't fucking, you know. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Do you know who I am? This is Dev Dang. Let me slow down. I could tell already that I'm racing in my voice. Yeah, I had like two cups of wine. I want to bring the, the pace down a little bit. So I'm living with um, uh, somebody and we go to the beach and we come home. And that night I'm taking a shower. And I'm like, why is the shower hurting? 
I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, why is the water from the shower hurting my back? So I get out and I'm like, hey, babe, can you uh, check this out for me? And she was like, holy shit, dude. And then I looked in the mirror and my whole body was like fucking Dr. Zoidberg red. And I didn't know, 33 years old, the first time I ever got sunburned in my life. I never experienced it. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea. And now, it's only been four years, but from now, what happens to me is the first... I still don't wear sunblock because that's just for pussies. <laughs> but um, the, what happens to me now is the first time I go out in the sun, I get sunburned. And then it, my skin turns to its reg- regular Negro shade. <laughs> And uh, and then I don't get sunburned again for the rest of the you know, the rest of the season, but that's something. So I don't know. It's toughening up your skin and then looking good. I wanted to look it up on WebMD, MD, but I know that just equals cancer. Now here's the other thing I want to talk about with the skin um, is uh, while I was in Florida, I met one of my great relatives. So basically, basically my family's lineage is uh, I'm. Both of my grandparents are Irish. Both of my grandfathers are Irish. My grandmother on my mom's side is Polish, and then my my father's mother is this weird mix of like Native American and Bahamian island, and she's very dark. And that's where me and my father get our dark skin. My brother, if if people know my brother, or if they've ever seen my brother, he looks completely different to me. He has white skin. He's got white skin like Daly does. You white skin prick. Like if Dean, if Dean went, if Dean cracker went, to, ass, if Dean went to jail, he'd have to join the same Nazi party that mm-hmm. Daly would did, uh, join. And my mother is very light skinned. Me and my father have dark skin, and that dark skin comes from that one quarter. Well, for me at least, of this Bahamian island weirdness. I used to call my grandmother. Uh, I used to tell people, Bahama Mama. Why? No, that's that's oddly sexual to call my grandmother that. Oh, that's terrible. Um, um, no, but I used to tell people that my grandmother was a mail order bride. <laughs> Did you just say that's oddly sexual and then say what you said? Yes, I know. But it was very funny because my my grandfather was uh, like this white, prim and proper businessman. And he had like this dark island woman. But anyway. The that, heart wants what it wants. That's that's where, where I get my dark skin from. Now, this is what I found out this weekend because a, a cousin of my father and, and most of the, the Knowles, the, this is the side of my family uh, that are all the Bahamian dark people. They're the Knowles. And actually... They have a Facebook page called the Knowles Family Page, and I'm a part of it. And they put up pictures all the time from like the 50s and shit. And they're like, remember this Knowles? Remember this Knowles? So my big joke was putting up a picture of Beyonce and saying, hey, do you guys remember this Knowles? <laughs> didn't go over very well. Anyway, so <laughs> so um, I, uh, I I meet this distant cousin. I don't even know what he would be to me, like, like a fucking uncle, like a great uncle twice removed or some bullshit. And you could tell he's from our, from the family, the Knowles family, and uh, and um, him and my father are talking. They're about the same age. This dude's a little bit younger, and I'm kind of just kicking back and uh, and listening to them talk about where, but my my ancestry, which is very interesting. And and I guess both of them. I guess something that happens when you get older is you really start uh, caring about where you came from. You want to like reverse your roots, you know? Like you're old as dirt daily. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Tomorrow's your birthday. You know, I'm just I fucking with my boy. Old now. Um, no, but I'm saying as, this tree is straight. As it's yes, just, it's just me. <laughs> the da- they didn't even have different names. It was just the dailies from the beginning. I'm a test tube baby. Um, the only one born in a petri dish. Late one night. 
Sorry. Indeed. I need to stop with the song references. If there's anybody mm-hmm. out there that listens to A High Five and gets my song references that I work into sentences all the time. That was Weird Al. I know that one was. That one was pretty was easy. easy. <laughs> but there's a lot of times where I, I, I throw them in there. I don't know if anybody gets them or not, though. Anyway, let me move on. So they're talking about basically my lineage, where they came from, their ans- their ancestors. Most of them stayed in Florida, in the Miami area. That's why there's a lot of them there that my dad can meet up with when he, when he's down there. And But what they started talking about, which was very, very fascinating to me, is that my grandmother and her 12 brothers and sisters, because she came from a big family, all these these people that grew up, they, Native American blood grew up in the Bahamas, um, they used to carry around back in, you know, the 20, my, my grandma, my grandma's still alive. She's in her, in her like mid nineties now. So what, did, so what does that put her in the 20, born in 20, oh, 1910, like 1920, something like that. Oh yeah. Like 20 Yeah. in the twenties, thirties, and even like forties, they used to all carry around a piece of paper that on this piece of paper, it was, it was, it was, uh, written and, and signed and like stamped by some sort of judge and approver that approver that's the word i want to use there that they don't have any african-american blood in their in in their body to like clear them out it's to clear they used to walk around You're okay with a piece of paper so, and look i can sit at this counter now these are all dark that's ass, my water fountain yeah they, these are that's all dark weird. ass people they used to walk around with that because apparently you know this was back in the day apparently it was harder to get work and they would always people would always think that they were african-american or at least uh, or at least you know some sort of that ancestry that they would get discriminated against so they actually had some sort of legal person draw up something saying that they didn't have any of it now here's the caveat to that that I also found out while I was down in Florida getting eczema sunburn, watching the Mets beat up on Adam Wainwright, getting a hefty meth addiction, addiction, marrying a woman, divorcing a woman, getting into alimony, flipping cars and all that stuff. What I also found out was this, is that that piece of paper is absolutely fucking wrong. And Dev Dog comes from a long lineage of black-ass motherfuckers. Good for you. Yeah, I feel good about it. Congratulations. Now, I knew it. Now, here's, <clears throat> here's what I can say about that is I feel a little cheated because I can't actually say that I reap any of the rewards that that a that a black person can have. Now, it's very widely known on the Awkward High Five podcast that my favorite hairstyle of all time is an afro with an afro pick in it. Now, I would gladly just take that. If that could be the one consolation prize of me having a, a long lineage of, of, of African-American blood in my body, I would take that. But no. I have thin, stringy, Native American type hair. Now, secondly, I would love to be good at sports. If I could run fucking, if I could run really fast or hit home runs or or fucking whatever, you know what I mean? What else did he do in sports? Jump. Shit, I would even take being able to curl if I could. Anything like that. Any sort of athleticism, I would take that. But no, don't have it. Now, third... My dick is huge, so I'm not worried about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got the good. Part. Just kidding. No, I don't. That's another oh, thing. That's another you've thing. Been cheated. I, here's here's what I'm gonna say. And we we had an overly sexual um, uh, podcast last time, so I don't know if we want to go that far. But and I'm not the type of person that's gonna sit there and talk about my own shit. But let's just say that I think the Irish in me and the native and the uh, African American in me have like evened out nicely. You know what I mean? They met each other in the middle, like lady in the tramp and that other dog sucking that spaghetti down and came to a nice compromise. 
Would I like it to have been more on the African-American side? Sure. Were you rooting for somebody? However, the Irish in me didn't, didn't really get in and like kill everything is what I'm saying here. That's all I'm saying. I'm moving on. So just to recap, found out that I was black while I was in Florida. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When did you find out, Daly? I was just still <laughs> pondering that Devin's black. <laughs> so weird. So does this mean the two of you guys are going to go to Freaknik? Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. We're there. As a former black man myself. Yeah. Because uh, you've been there. Now, I've been thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm currently now looking for a place to live, and I'm trying to think about how I'm going to decorate that place. And now that I know that I have this deep African-American lineage in my body, I think the first thing that I have to do is, in my basement, have a refrigerator that's completely filled with 40 bottles, right? That's number one. 40s. Yeah. Just like all St. Ides and uh, Colt 45s. Damn straight. In one of those, in one of those fridges that when you open them up, it's so cold that the fucking the the yeah the smoke comes billowing <laughs> out. I guess smoke really isn't the. It's not lost. There's not a smoke monster coming out of the fridge, but there's whatever the condensation comes out. I want that very badly. <laughs> so that's all. That's that's as far as I got. I'm still I'm still just coming to the point of realizing that I'm black. Much like the guy from Bare Naked Ladies. Can have you ever ever talked about this? No. I think I brought it up on the show before. That guy's pretty white. Well, here's the deal. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies, for people who don't know, has the by far the best VH1 behind the music. Do you remember VH1 behind the music? Oh yeah. Um, and and Bare Naked Ladies has the best one because the thing with uh, behind the music is they're they're always you know beginning of the band, rise to stardom, then tragedy, then downfall of the band, and then pick back up of the band. That was that was the formula that they used. For instance, the Queen Laqueef episode. She got famous. She bought her brother a street bike. Her brother died on the street bike. She had to pick herself back up and UNITY that shit. Um, Metallica got famous. Bass player Cliff Burton died on a tour bus. Broke everybody up. It goes on and on and on. This this goes on forever. Um, Bare Naked Ladies had a beh- uh, VH1 behind the music. Got famous. Everything was going well. The big tragedy was that the guy found out that he was half black. <laughs> and Swear to God. And he found out he was half black. And they even did that. With, with the like, band struggled to find its identity in this new fucking realm. It's exactly what happened. Should they go hip-hop? I don't know. That's exactly what happened. And they did like the somber music, and it like faded to black and white, and then they went to commercial like it was a cliffhanger that this Holy guy found shit. out that he was half black. And then I saw the fucking, uh, what's the Ann rhymes, and the chicken rhymes, that fucking video. Yeah, the guy's half black. I knew that. I didn't even know who the fuck they were. The guy's half black. It makes sense now. He did. He that that rhyme is is tight. Yeah, exactly. He can't flow that hard if he didn't have like myself, African American blood running deep into his veins. How you were? What? How you used to be? How did I used to be? <laughs> Gator style, yo. <laughs> Gator. Mm-hmm. That one summer you was black. I know. I was like four years. I was black. But I'm really not. And that was the funniest part to to the whole thing is I sold it so hard because I thought it was funny because I'm the whitest dude you could ever meet. And then... Wait, you made up the Gator nickname? No. Oh. Well... I was going to... I thought me and you had a lot in common. No. Making up nicknames. I don't think I ever really was called Gator, no. That's just how I refer to it in retrospect. So this was a persona that you had. That the looking back, you you've named Gator because you can't really call it yourself. Is that what I'm getting? Is that what I'm getting here? Yes. So what I'm picking up? I hear what you're putting down. Okay. And I'm picking it right up <laughs> off the ground. Well, technically, you were putting it down, and I was picking it up. <laughs> but sure. Yeah. So all right. So explain this to the listeners. We need to know about this. I don't know. 
What was when, Gator like? Like, if I was to meet Gator right now. Gator was out of his fucking mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I, how is he different than Daly, though? I'm pretty fucking mellow now. <laughs> I've mellowed out. So, Gator's like the type of dude who might walk up into a crowd and start barking in people's faces. Like, yeah. that out of his mind? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. If I was good and high enough and drunk enough, oh, yeah, shit went down. Is Gator that, came to town. Is that... Is that the the picture that producer Dave puts on the A High Five packets of you with a shaved head and fucking like doing like uh like a pointing kind of thing? Is that um oh, the, is that Gator that eh, I'm actually looking at? No, that was Flav. <laughs> that that's Jersey Dave. Oh, uh, okay. Flav. I feel like that's a Gator. But okay. Flav was pretty close to Gator, but Gator he had to die. So <laughs> And Flav was born in New Jersey. How did uh how did Gator die? In the swamps of... Yes. Gator just got the fuck out of Florida. That's what happened. And that's it? As Gator, soon as you... Gator wised up. As soon as you left the state line, Gator, Gator just yeah, dissolved. Just dissolved. Stop, stop being... Okay. And then you became... What was the other guy? Flav. Flav. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that that was my Jersey nickname early on. I didn't pick that one either. <laughs> Who gave you that one? Ah, some guy I was hanging out with. And what was Flav? How was Flav different than Gator? Flav was was still out of control, but in a more controlled manner. Okay. Was that the birth of the grills? Yeah, Flav. Oh, that Flav. is true. That is true. That's something that the people at home need to know is that Daily does rock straight up grills. I did because it, I saw you, you like do. last week with one. <laughs> is, I did. Yeah, I did yesterday. Yeah, New Year's I pulled it. Out. I pulled it out on special occasions. Yeah. Sometimes I wear it to work just to fuck with people. Diamond grill. Are there diamonds in there? Or are there at least rhinestones? It's diamond cut. Okay. All right. It's just got the little... <laughs> the light will bling off of it. Now, is that grill um, custom made? Like, did you get that fit yeah. to your own teeth? Yeah, yeah, That's fucking yeah, fascinating. You have to, I, I've never met somebody that had a custom grill before. Actually, I uh, I found a website, grillsrus.com. Okay. Plug. And, uh, yeah, you just... They send you a dental mold. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, bite into this thing. Make some mold of your teeth. You send it back, they make the grill, and it, and it fits perfect. Would it's they awesome. do anything with that mold? Like if you put, I don't want to take it to this level, but it's in my head. If you put your, your penis in that mold and then sent it back, would they make a grill for your penis? That's a different company. No. I think they, they do that, do though. They, they do that? They make molds. I saw that in but the you movie can get once. you can get that done. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to Definitely. take it there. That's just no, don't. Look, you could be a sexual. You could send that to yeah. grillsoros.com, but they're just going to be like, fuck that. This dude's grill's all fucked up. Looks like a dick. Well, you know how much that would cost? That would be ridiculous. You just get an email back and they say, sir, please take the dick out of your mouth before you make the grill. And, and fuck that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just going to leave. My, my grill, I it was supposed to be 14K white gold. Uh huh. I thought you. Were, I thought you were about to say it was supposed to be fourteen thousand dollars. No, no, no. That was really gonna leave. I think I paid like three hundred. But okay. I, I I was really uh, desperate for money one time. I took it to a pawn shop and they're like, "I'll give you five bucks." Yeah, but no, the chick rubbed it on some things. She's like, "That's not even real gold." And I was like, "Motherfuckers!" Oh, you got fucked. I think so. Also, how could you uh, sell a custom grill to a pawn shop? They're just going to melt it down. Oh, anyway. okay. I was going to say. Half the time when they buy silver or whatever, they melt it down just for the raw They just have material. Somebody comes in and has the exact Dave Daly's teeth structure and yeah. puts it in and like, this is perfect. Oh, man. And then nice. he lifts up his fucking his, uh, pants and he has Stan Stong on his, on his shins. Yeah. Dreamweaver. It went down. Now, I can tell you since I found out about my brand new African Americanness, is that proper to use that as a is that a way to describe it? African Americanness, ness, 
American hood. Yeah. I'd call it, you know. Well, it's just Isity. African heritage. How about Isity? Yeah. I've also realized that I've been craving a lot of different foods lately. You know what I mean? Chicken and waffles? <laughs> well, I'm down. <laughs> they just freaked Bruce Peebles. Oh no! He just he just <laughs> coiled back in horror. Like, please don't do this. I was like, oh no! <laughs> I, I don't think I said anything out of line or I, racist. I'm definitely leaning over. <laughs> Man, that's a staple of of food. But, uh, no, no. You're, look, I'm just saying. African I'm just heritage. saying. I, I I found out on Saturday <laughs> that I was black, and now I, I'm not saying that they're evenly fucking in line with each other. They they might be completely different. You know, this might be a coincidence. Man, I'm lightheaded from laughing at him. <laughs> but I just been. I didn't the go the real racist route. I didn't say don't. I. You are in. The, you are in the Richie seat, so you do have a little bit more car blanche. Thank you. Thank you. I hate that word. We, I can't. And believe. I used it. I love that word. Um, to be a little bit, but then of course we have to uh, we have to act like it's horrible. You know what I mean? Like that's the way it goes. Anyway, I've been um, I've been craving foods. That's all. I'm not even going to say what kind, no, of what kind of foods. Well, I really, really, really uh, have been craving, and I'm not even lying about this. Grape soda, just fucking want it. <laughs> oh, come on, I just and what want I it. said was bad. <laughs> I just want it. I'm look. I'm not saying that this has anything to do with the fact that I just found out that I was black. I love grape soda. On I do. I love grape soda, and I've been craving it a lot more. And this again has nothing to do with me finding out that I was black on Saturday. I recently, and you can attest to this, have for some reason we were out recently at a bar or. And then someone ordered some a drink, and I thought somebody said Hawaiian Punch. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's weird. We're at a bar. What the fuck? But then I was like, oh, man, I want some Hawaiian Punch. Yeah. And for like days, Daly and I at one point, days later, we're at like a McDonald's. I'm like, he was like, you want anything? I'm like, no, nah, I already ate some shit. But I'll have a Hawaiian Punch. They sell Hawaiian Punch here. Holy shit, I'll have that. And the motherfuckers didn't have my Hawaiian Punch. <laughs> yeah, it's, we got all your stuff, but we don't have no Hawaiian Punch. You want something else? It's like fuck no. That's the that is Can, happens to me at McDonald's more often than not, where I'm craving something. I want a hot fudge Sunday. So I, I get it. Uh-huh. And then they never have it. It's Wait, only make, when you really crave that thing. Like you went out of your way to get it. Oh, I'm sorry. We're out. How can what I, else do you want? I don't want anything else. How can McDonald's be out of something? Don't yeah, they just happens? Isn't there just fucking freezers full of everything? That's weird. I'll tell you another weird one. I mm-hmm. go to the movies a lot. Yeah. And I know, and you meet the same guy dogs. there every time. Same dude. Whoa, whoa. We, you get hot dogs from the movie theater? No, no. I'm a guy who loves hot dogs. Okay. And I would get one at a movie theater. I've gotten them at a movie theater before. Right. And for some reason, when they go to Hazlitt movie theater, mm-hmm. they don't ever fucking cook their hot dogs. They never have it on. I've been there morning, afternoon, and night <laughs> for different movies in the last like two months. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my wife can attest to this. And I'm like, yo, can I get a hot dog? And they're like, it'll be 15 minutes. What? And I'm like, what? It's a fucking hot dog. Yeah. I gotta go see a movie. Oh, we'll bring it to you. You're gonna ruin my movie and bring me a fucking hot dog. You have a machine. Why the fuck don't you have popcorn? You got nachos? And they never say anything. And when I've waited for them to cook them, and they put like a thermometer in it, like fucking think, just bang your fucking you hot dog. You can eat hot dogs raw. It's not gonna do anything to you. And this is you. what I tell them. I'm like, listen, I fucking have just, you know, microwave that for 10 seconds because I don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah. And fucking just give me the hot dog. No, 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 no. They never fucking make the fucking hot dogs. And the last movie we saw. My my wife cringes when we go in now because I'm like, I'm going to fucking ask for a fucking hot dog. I don't even want a hot dog, but they better fucking tell me they have hot dogs. Nope, never there. <laughs> and even though I see them not on the hot dog machine, I'm like, they're going to 
How do they not have? A, I'm still asking for a. By the hot, hot dog, dog machine, you mean that like weird spinny fucking conveyor belt that they just spin on? Which is one of technology's greatest fucking gifts to society. Okay, fair enough. Now look, I'm not the big hot dog fan. I, I'm, I'm not a. I, I eat a hot dog maybe twice a year, and if that's probably when I'm camping. Um, and even that, after I eat that, I'll burp it up for about 14 to 15 days afterwards. So I would never, ever, ever think to order a hot dog. Now this is what I'm thinking, and, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate. And back the movie theater on this, but movie theaters uh, nowadays operate on a razor thin budget as it is. They make all their money off of concessions, so they probably can't afford to waste the hot dogs that are spinning in that. Because I could guarantee you, out of the hundreds of people that funnel in and out of that place on a daily basis, there's only one person ordering a hot dog, and that's producer Dave. Because I don't think I've ever seen anybody else. Now I will tell you something. Every once in a while. My staple m- movie thing is popcorn, goobers, and a soda. I like the sweet and the salty and the sweetness together. You wash it down with the soda. I never drink soda, but when I go to the movies, I let that be my big treat. But every once in a while, I will get the nachos. And movie nachos are fucking disgusting. <laughs> They're so gross. They're stale, and the cheese is not even cheese whiz. It's like government issue cheese whiz. It's even worse than cheese whiz. There's no reason to eat it. There's nothing of any nutrition. So much salt on just the chips salt, too. just nothing. Ugh. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, but every once in a while I'll get it. Now, here's what I wanted to tell you guys. Uh, you were talking about Hawaiian punch and that, and, and this brought, this brought up memories that are actually now since Saturday, uh, offending me a little bit more. And that's <laughs> every time I do it, Dave gets worried. I'm not worried. I'm, I'm just looking love forward it. to it. Your eyes looking light up. I used to live in downtown Jersey city, very ethnic area. I'm very proud of that. I love that area. I'm, I'm I'm looking to get back into that area. I feel like that's where I belong. Nonetheless, a very ethnic area. And in my local Pathmark, they um, they kept all the Kool Aid behind the counter under lock and key. <clears throat> Take with that information you will. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. If you went if you went to downtown Jersey City uh, Pathmark and you wanted to go into the aisle and select yourself a couple packets of Kool Aid to bring home and make drinks. You couldn't do that, much like the the uh, razors for face razors and condoms and and Sudafed and all the other things. It was in the back under lock and key. You actually had to get the manager go unlock something to get you a pack of the Kool Aid. Now, ever since Saturday, I'm fucking really offended about that. That's all I'm saying. You know what? Another food that I that I've been craving since since Saturday, jumbo veiny shrimp. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I'm saying jumbo veiny shrimp. I've been craving it, okay. like the big. The big shrimp with the veins in it. <laughs> I'm a little freaked out. The ones that get the pooper scooper. I like that. He likes the big veiny ones. I just want. I, you know, I just want to. Bet, I just want to bet by saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Let's move on. We get it. I'm black now. So your your time was good. You got eczema. Got eczema. Yep. What has happened in that time for you, Daily? What you been up to? I know what you've been up to. Nothing. Nothing. Sleeping. Watching TV. That's uh, good. That's what I do. <laughs> it's awesome. I love the I love Daily's like shit on this podcast where you don't really fucking say anything anymore. Yeah. You just fucking <laughs> open up, motherfucker. Listen. No, that, that was it. We no, don't have any pa- we don't have any packets, so <laughs> so we don't have a packet today, so we don't have any frontside daily grind. I think you could totally do a grind right now, man. A man in Port St. Lucie, Florida, shoots his dick and balls off. What? what? You heard that first here on Daily Grind. 
this 22-year-old gentleman, he was cleaning his, his handgun and shot his dick and balls off. What? So they called the cops. Dick and, and balls? Dick and just shot it clean off. All of them? Dick and balls gone. Oh, what does that look like? So the cops and, and the paramedics show up. Oh, why? Why? I would quit. And, I would quit. And I guess the guy wasn't really up front with what happened, why his dick and balls got shot off. But that's what he, he claimed, that he was cleaning his gun. Why? It's fucking Florida. I, unless it was a meth lab explosion. <laughs> oh, wow. Look oh, at that, Oh, penis dude. and left testicle. Look Man. at that. Oh, so his right testicle was spared. Yeah. Thank God, because hopefully this guy procreates at some point. Oh, wait. It says bogus story? Wait. What kind of... Uh, I'm wh- very confused. Is this what not is a it? real story? Oh, yeah. Oh. oh no, he tells a story to explain oh, how so, it happened. So okay. how it happened. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. It, it sounded like a sketchy story, but a short story. And um they ended up arresting his his roommate for for having weed. Okay. That's a bad day for everyone. But Wait, that that so what did he lie to the cops and tell how did I, he explain the fact that his dick and his left well, testicle was, was now off? He was cleaning it, but I think that was the untruth part of the story i know how he did it i know how he did it i'm gonna raise my hand like i'm in class Mm -hmm. i did i got it i know exactly how he did it he got a new gun and he was so excited about it and he wanted to fucking put it in his waistband like they do in the movies yeah and he fucking put it in like you know how they hold it like in the gun formation when they put it in he did that and he fucking hit the trigger because what testicle are you doing when you do that right yeah, I know that's exactly oh. what happened. He was probably even looking in the mirror when he did that. I guarantee you he was. Yo, Jimmy, look at my new pow! <laughs> I remember there was an episode of, uh, I think it might have been 90210 or something. It was one of those very special episodes <laughs> where somebody was cleaning a gun. Or no, they were at their parents' house. It was like kids and, and they were like, you want to see my dad's gun? And they were trying to spin it around Wild West style and shot their friend and killed him. That shit happens a lot. Now, can I tell you something about our long departed and missed RTG is when we when I first came back into the uh, central Jersey area and I got in touch with Richie and said I wanted to do this podcast and we started kicking around ideas and started hanging out again. I went to his apartment and I was sitting on his couch in his apartment and he was sitting on his bed and he said, hey, do you want to see something? And I said, yeah. And he lifted up his mattress and pulled out a fucking nine millimeter. And I'll tell you what, I love the kid. My best friend, he's, he's the closest thing to me, a brother that I have besides my brother. I trust him with my life 24-7, even in the mess that he's in. Love him. But him holding that fucking gun freaked me out. because Maybe it was me thinking back to the old 90210 episode or something. <laughs> but I, every second that that gun was exposed in the room, I was nervous. I couldn't concentrate on what he was saying. I was just staring at the gun, you know? Yeah, that's and, then, and then finally, you put it back under the, uh, the, the mattress, and I felt at ease. But I'm just not a gun guy. I get that. I'm not a gun guy, but I I want to get a like a weapon at some point and just fucking go to the range and shoot shit. I have a lot of friends that do it and they love it. It's fun. Yeah, go to the fun. range sounds like fucking fun. Yeah. yeah, most people I know, if I pull out a, a gun, they're like, "Hey, man, what the yeah. hell? Yeah. Put that shit." Away. Oh, okay. I, and I get that. I, I immediately will put it away because it changes people out. It changes the whole atmosphere. Right? Oh yeah, there's a chance of death. Right. It's <laughs> even if it's not loaded. It's there's a still- chance of death. <laughs> It's still like a it's still like a symbol of some sort of weird like, you know, we all we all work in New York and uh, and, you know, you sometimes you have to walk past cops that are holding like AK-47s and shit like that. That always is a little unsettling. It's it's unnerving. I can tell you, I once had to go to a job 
in the city. I'm a project manager mm-hmm. and I have to go to buildings from time to time to go to construction sites and make sure shit's going well and look at shit. And I can tell you the night before, uh, this was maybe six years ago, five years ago. And during like when they had cops on like every corner, like three cops at a corner yeah. and two of them have machine guns. One of them's just like a spot check. Right. And, uh, the night before daily and I were hanging out and we got stupid high and he was like, <laughs> yo man, the alert levels on like fucking hot red tonight. Uh-huh. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, they're going to do some shit in New York. I'm fucking telling you, man, there's going to fucking shit is going to go down. And I was like, what? Get the daily. fuck out of here. He's like, serious. Wait, is he shit's do- going to go down tomorrow. I'm telling you, it's tomorrow. The news said it's tomorrow. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, tomorrow, motherfucker, shit's going down. You shouldn't go in the city. Don't go in the city, dude. Don't go in the city. <laughs> I made it the next morning uh-huh. to Penn Station. And this motherfucker's voice was in my head over and over. And we'd gotten so high the night before yeah. that I was like, I got to go back. <laughs> and I fucking got on the next train back to Hazlitt because oh I had a bad feeling, God. like a final destination feeling. And I called people and I explained it thoroughly. I was like, listen, this guy put a whammy I got, on me. I got, I got fucking some bad <laughs> juju go. in my head yeah. and I feel really weird. I, I had to turn around. I'm not even going to lie to you. It was really bizarre. And I got home and I was like, yo, I'm going to call this motherfucker. <laughs> And I fucking called Daily, and I was like, if you didn't save my life, something doesn't go down today, fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wait, bad. were you then at home, like, just watching the news, rooting for something bad No, 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 no. I was, I was kind of not looking at the news and just, like, trying to, like, read a book or live life. And if something did happen, I wasn't waiting for it to happen. But if it didn't happen, I didn't let it get the best of me. I at least used, I at least used my time of cowardness. To read a book or do something nice. Wow, you really fucking Gator got into uh, producer Dan's head. Yo, he took a chomp out of my head. (laughs) And I don't remember if that was anything credible I'd heard. I think I was just fucking around. No, no, you were serious. Was I serious? Yeah, you were serious. Because I told you, were like, no, I'm sorry, man, but I I, I fucking, I'm dead serious. That was, something was going to happen. I'm telling you, something was going to happen. That's fucking funny. But you feel that way all the time. You're a dick, Daly. No, but... If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in New York. <laughs> he lost a day a day of work. Yeah, totally. Eh. Well, you got a nice day off. You got to read some books, yeah. worry about uh, a, a large amount of people getting terrorized in the, in the world's biggest city. It was a pretty good day yeah. off, I would say. I would There's, say so. Shit's eventually going to happen. Duh. Again. I feel the exact opposite. I, and I, could, I just don't want to be good. in the middle of it. I, I do. And you know what? I, 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 was, I flew this weekend, obviously. And, of course, going through the fucking... The shitty process of getting into an airplane. And I had the thought in my head where I was like, all right, it's been how many fucking years has it been? 16 years now? Like, fucking, let's relax. How about this? Mm-mm. How about this? It's been 16 years. Let me keep my fucking shoes on. Nobody's nobody's bombed a plane with a shoe. Matter. Nobody's get it. But here's here's what happens. What? There's a story. There's uh Yeah, one. No, no, no. Uh, I forgot which country's on our list. Wait, hang on. Is this another... Maybe, maybe. It's not that worthy, but uh, there's like eight, nine countries in the Middle East. They can't bring anything on the flight electronic-wise bigger than a cell phone because uh, the CIA or whoever got some kind of credible threat that they were putting bombs in like uh, laptops and and tablets and shit that they were going to try to blow up another plane. (sighs) See, that's the kind of shit it's just like... Yeah, I I can't ever... I feel laxed about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind 
I don't mind. Uh, and you guys, and, you, and you guys that. were both military guys, like in that era. So maybe you have a different viewpoint than I do. But look, I, you know, I'm from the New York area. 9/11 was a fucking serious thing that I would never take lightly. It's the, it's probably the worst thing that's ever happened in my lifetime on a mass level. I'm not making any lightness of that or any jokes about that. But, but I, I have not seen anything significant happen since then. And and it, here here's what always bothers me, and I have talked about this on this podcast ad, ad nauseum, and I apologize for people who listen to a lot of the episodes, but people giving up freedom for safety bothers the shit out of me. It really does. Like we we don't see it because we're we're worried about you know our children. I think that's what it basically comes down to: is parents being worried about their children. No, I don't have kids. I'm fucking worried for me. Really, you're worried for yourself? Yeah, I hate it, but it, I got to admit it. Yeah. Oh no, you don't. Whatever. Be honest. It's just fine. I I. I just the amount of freedom that we give up to feel and and, and here's the pro, here's the problem with it if it was real safety fine but it's just the illusion of safety it, it's not it, okay my one example that I use all the time is all the cameras that are on every street in New York City you you now know for people who don't live in the area know that if you go to New York City on vacation you are constantly being videotaped everywhere you go on every corner, everything. That's a it's good thing. it's con- it's con- you you find that good? I find that so intrusive it bothers the I shit do. out of me. Uh, I watched this weird show on Netflix. It was a British show. And apparently the British are all into that camera shit. Yeah, they actually they, have, it started there. They actually have dudes that sit there and they'll see like a fight breaking out of a bar and they'll call they're like wired into the police dispatch. Yeah. Even though they're a private company and whatever, but it's crazy. There's a whole show about that and they'll Head off bar fights. Oh, this looks like it's going to get bad. Send somebody. Yeah, then- see, that's that that's fucking borderlining on that min- minority report shit. And I'm it not- kind of is, but but where my problem with that is where is the line drawn? You know, at, at what like okay, I get it. We don't want any violence to break out. We don't want somebody to get their ass beat at a bar. We don't want a woman to get harassed. We don't want a fight to break out in the street. I get all that. So if there's somebody monitoring video cameras on the street and they see that happen they could maybe circumvent it and i could see the positivity in that but but just like everything in 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 a human in just being humans it 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 keeps going forward and it never gets reversed back so it just snowballs into something that's crazy and that's something that could snowball into like again like like start like you know at some point there's going to be a test where we could find out that somebody's dna is is very similar to the DNA of serial killers. So maybe we should arrest that person and lock him up before he even has a chance of killing somebody. Like that kind of shit could possibly happen. I know that's a far stretch from video cameras on the street, but but it, where does that stop? Is what bothers me. And I can be. I'm I'm totally honest with you. I'm not comfortable about, about being videotaped all the time. I'm not comfortable about it. I don't I, like it because I know I'm going to do some fucking stupid shit. <laughs> like I hate those fucking speed cameras and, yeah. the, and the red light cameras. It's oh, ridiculous. In the Manhattan, shit. the red light cameras. That's fucking ridiculous. Like because I like to go through those. Yeah. Sometimes. It, but here's the thing. It was barely red. It, like get caught you know like i don't know i'm not saying we should run red lights i'm not saying you should drive drunk i'm not saying all these things but but the, the, you shouldn't also be punished for it if if you didn't get caught doing yeah, it nothing happened i made it through just fine yeah yeah that's yeah, fucked up no harm no foul it's i, I don't know I, I barely hit that pedestrian in the court and, and can i tell she you was, she was all right I, uh, my old job i worked at a at a retail store a music store on in union square uh, in Manhattan, and we had video cameras everywhere. Video cameras at the doors, video cameras on the street. Actually, 
the video camera feed of the street was down in our ops office. And uh, we would all go down there and hang out sometimes. And one time we were hanging down there and and we were watching the video because it was always great watching the video feed of the street because there was always something going on right on 14th Street in Union Square. But uh, the store would put out, we sold guitars. So there was a lot of big cardboard boxes that needed to go outside. And we'd put the cardboard outside. And one time me and a few other people were sitting downstairs watching the video feed. And we looked out and there was two homeless people. Uh, I know producer Dave is in his own world right now. <laughs> Fucking, there was two homeless people, uh, and it was a girl. It was a guy. Now this is on 14th Street, right on the on the sidewalk. There was a guy laying down on his stomach with his shirt off, and there was a girl on top of him massaging his back on the cardboard that we had just laid out. Totally homeless people. Um, they might be my ancestors. I don't know. And uh, and it, they uh, totally fucking massaging. We were watching it, and that we're like, this is weird enough. And then the girl gets in front of him and he's massaging her back. And then we realize while we're watching it that he has now had taken her from behind. Nice. And we sat in the basement of my work, watched on our camera that was facing the street. These homeless people have sex on the cardboard boxes, the Gibson and Fender boxes that we had just put outside on 14th Street in mid daylight. This was like two o'clock in the afternoon. The reason that I bring that up, though, that was a little side story. The reason that I bring that up is... Um, one time a dude came in much like I described in one of the previous episodes and stole a guitar by shoving it down his pants. And, uh, we knew who the guy was. He had actually sold us some pedals before, like, and, uh, and when you sell something to the store that I worked at, you have to give your license and sign it. So we had, we had documentation of who the person was and we had video camera footage of him leaving the store when you could you could on you could obviously see the the outline of a very expensive Les Paul in his pants and then we also had a video footage of him limping down 14th Street on the same camera that we saw the homeless people bang on and when the cops came we gave him them all of that information and they and they looked at the tape and they said nah well we can't really you know these these video cameras you can't really tell that well it never hold up in court so we'll see what we could do and never did anything wow so here's the deal these fucking video cameras don't do anything anyway. Like they're not. There's a good chance that the cops aren't going to be able to fucking even help you if they have the video feed. Now that might just be them being like this stupid, you know, these fucking idiots at this music store, you know, fuck them or whatever, you know, a bunch of stoners who gives a shit. But anyway, that's the story. It's weird. The the I was looking when I was in my own little world. I was just looking for the most countries that have the most surveillance, constant surveillance. Most uh, okay. So the countries that have the most surveillance. But it wouldn't give a list. Like nothing current. Everything's from like 2013. Uh-huh. But the the things that the the countries they name it says five countries were placed on the initial list were Bahrain, China, Iran, Syria, and Vietnam. That actually wow. that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Wouldn't have thought that. Oh, you really? I thought I I would. I wouldn't have thought because that I know Great Britain is big on that. I know. Yeah, we're well. Is it as great a country? Br- maybe we're not. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is it Great Britain though, or just London? Because it's also not. I mean, they might do it in L.A. and New it York. It might have just been, London. but I don't even know if they really do that shit in Chicago or Boston or any of that. Mm. You know, they've got a little sub list too, and it's got Russia, Sweden, United Kingdom, and the United States. So we're honorable mention. Yeah, dishonorable mention. I don't know. There's just something that rubs me the wrong way. Like we're 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 meant to be free people, especially in the United States. It's a free country, 
and 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 like it, the whole being and, and 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 of course it goes deeper because you know the whole NSA thing with the cell phones and the messages and you know you can't go on on fucking the internet and look up anything. Well, driving you know? into Manhattan, like they, they have the license plate readers. They right. know when you come in and when you go out. Right. Producer, they know who you are. Producer Dave is definitely on some sort of list just because he was he was researching the scat thing from last episode. Fucked. The FBI is going to show up at his house oh, at, at some point. He said. He said. He said. Scat. I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. <laughs> I'm serious. And, and I can't believe I didn't bring this up last time because I talked your ear off about this at the office one time. Uh huh. That John McAfee guy. Oh yes. Oh my God. The person who uh who invented um was it McAfee? Is that how you say it? McAfee. I think it's. Is it McCaffrey or McAfee? I think. One of those. Anyway, virus protection. Yeah. Anybody who had a PC in the fucking 90s knows this dude because you, we all bought his protection. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you were, you watched a documentary on this dude. Yeah. And, and, and also in true daily fashion, he became like an idol of yours. Yeah. <laughs> in a weird way, like, oh, the guy's a huge piece of shit. But yeah, he, he's super fucking rich. I guess he was a billionaire at one point. Yeah, sure. Of course. I, and, uh, somehow he lost a lot of his money. Uh, when when the stock market crash happened, um, the, I think it was more the internet bubble, right? It was, yeah, it was a little of both. Yeah, yeah, it was a little of both because I think it was like mid two thousands, okay, like two thousand five ish, right? Um, so yeah, he apparently went bankrupt or lost all of his money, so he claimed, mm-hmm. but he really had like offshore assets, so he he probably went from being a billionaire to like, oh, I only got five hundred million, yeah. Uh, but he, you know, he claimed broke in the press and right. Moved. Well, of course he did because that's the model. That's yeah. And I forgot what what country he moved to. But he some, did. He became an expat, and it was some. It was some. It was like Argentina, Belize, Belize. That's oh, what Belize. It is. Okay, yeah. So he takes over this small town in Belize. Yeah, he like pretty much bought a town in Belize. Yeah, yeah. he built he builds a house there, but you know he's paying off the local government, the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's on his payroll. Uh, and and he's making his comeback. I guess he was investing in some kind of pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were using like plants from the jungle to make medicine. It was all bullshit. And that sounds dude, on the up and up. The dude is just that's how you fucking make dinosaurs. Do you want to make dinosaurs? Because like in that fucking movie, you take the fucking blood out of the mosquito with a dope needle, put it in a wild lion, and fucking and uh, and then dinosaurs are made, right? Exactly. Is that how? I never saw it. Is that how it happened? I heard. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. I refuse. I won't talk Godfather with you, and I won't talk. I will Jurassic watch the Park with you. By the way, um, music reference like number twelve already. If somebody, if somebody could hit me up and tell me that music reference, I will love you forever, man or woman. This guy is whacked out of his mind all the time. I guess he takes like these uh, Chinese. Yeah, speed designer pills. drug. Yeah, he's yeah. on like speed. He's on glass all the time. Yeah, he's much. fucked up. I fucked up all the time. Um, and he's carrying around fucking Uzis and and fucking Mac Elevens. He's got private security. He's got like twenty, thirty armed thugs on mm-hmm. his property. Uh, crazy, but uh, yeah, where I'm going with this is scat. He pays women. <laughs> he pays women to shit in his mouth, mm-hmm. and this is the best part of the documentary. <laughs> Watch Gringo. I mean, you could just fast forward to this part because it's great because they they interview like five of these. These chicks that he pays, basically sets them in a house. He buys them clothes, presents, whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And he just wants one thing from them. He's got a hammock that he's cut a hole in. Oh, okay. He, he wants them to sit on the hammock. He lies below, and he wants them to shit in his mouth. Okay, slow down. Hold up. Um, so he 
has a hammock that he has custom made a hole in the bottom of the hammock. Yep. Now, what he re- what he requires his women to do is now lay in the hammock, position their their butthole into where the into where the hole is, and then now is it a, is it a debt hammock or is it like a solid colored hammock? I don't know. They don't okay. show the hammock, but that's what yeah, the chicks say. Said. He's got a hammock with a hole in it. And, and then, then he lies on the bottom of the hammock. He lies underneath, and then I shit in his mouth. Sounds like a good plan. I, I give him credit for coming up with, with an invention like that. However, the thing that I worry about is there's a lot of swing in hammocks. So is is he calculating for the, the, the back and forth movement? I don't, I don't think he's offended if a little gets... gets Anywhere else? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm pretty sure that's part of the show for him. Right. Okay. Just... Just lay it down now, wherever it lands. Now I've heard about I've heard about this scat stuff before, and there's been allegations. And uh, are you are you uh, you're proving all, you're saying that all of this is true? Is that is that the producer Dave nod of uh, of agreement here? You're snopesing this, okay? That's how the shit went down. Um, it's good. And I've heard about people like paying women to to uh, take a um, a number two on a glass table and being underneath the glass table and looking at it. I think there was a rumor that Sylvester Stallone was into that. It might have just be a rumor. I've heard about uh, I've heard about um, something that again I, I'm pretty sure that RTG's into is the old shit on the chest. Um, I've heard I've heard those kind of things. But as far as actually taking the uh, the excrement into your mouth. That is a whole new dimension of weirdness. Are you feeling all right there? Yeah, yeah, no, okay. I'm good. I'm good. That's yeah. fucked up. It's Dude, pretty nasty. Sick. I, I know you're very queasy. I'm on handling this it well, actually tonight. I'm good. Okay. Oh, and the, and the documentary. Yeah, he. It's not like they were pissing in in uh, pictures. Into pictures. I can actually drinking. handle that story right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I was trying to freak so you out again. Everybody wants to know about caviar party. No, we talked about caviar party <laughs> enough. There's more to this story. Okay. It's a good oh, documentary. Yeah, I would recommend it. I'm looking at all this shit while he's telling Is it. Is there he's any other fun facts we need to know about John McAfee? Oh, yeah. They, oh, he had a guy. He had his neighbor murdered. That's right. Basically Killed somebody. I knew that. More or less the gist of the whole documentary. But I, the, the shitting in the mouth just stopped me mid, mid Well, I mean, the guy through. was fucking... He did... So he gets rich And he's like in that. his 70s now, right? Isn't oh, he? yeah. yeah, he's, okay. old. yeah Sorry. he's old. 60, 70. He, so he he winds up he winds up like having an unlicensed drug manufacturing plant. Okay. So the guys like he, he they they like raid his house, and like he they tell like he's in his bed with his girlfriend, and she says she's traumatized, and the guys arrested for unlicensed drug manufacturing and possession of unlicensed we- unlicensed weapon. Mm-hmm. So then like he's got all this weird shit where he does he gets a, a guy, this guy who gets on his bad side fucking gets found dead with a gunshot wound. <laughs> yeah, like, the guy was complaining that. McAfee's dogs were running up and down the beaches. They lived right on a beach, so but McAfee had like attack dogs running around wild on the beach. So he went over like a neighbor would do. Hey man, hey, can you do something about these dogs? They're chasing us around. They're fucking barking at people. Like chain them up, do something. Yeah. And McAfee gets all pissed off and has them murdered. That that was the whole reason he had him murdered because the guy complained about his fucking dogs. That's fucking crazy. So he paid. He paid some dude that lived in town to go murder that guy. Yeah, I I saw. I remember when he first well, like this whole. I think it might have been when the the murder thing came up. I remember seeing a picture of him and he was like holding like two assault fucking rifles in his hands outwards in a spread it on type fucking action. And uh, and behind him was what I could only imagine were just straight up like cocoa plants that you could basically just shave cocaine off of. It was like this giant field of like bamboo and fucking cocoa. And uh, yeah, there it is. That's the picture. Holy shit. Producer Dave is on fucking point. Now, the only thing that I got wrong is I thought he was holding two of them. 
But um, look at the chest on that guy. That's like a 60-year-old gentleman. He's got the weird like bass player from Rage Against the Machine tattoos. He's holding an assault rifle. I would not fuck with that guy. Nah, he's crazy. And that guy kept all of our passwords safe for so many years in the 90s. You know, his shit is still out. He came back. He, like came, I, he came back to the U.S. after this. Did he now really? he's peddling fucking antivirus shit again. If it wasn't for him, all the shit that I downloaded off of Napster would have given my computer the AIDS. Oh, yeah. That's what he currently looks like, ladies right. and gentlemen. All right. Take a good look, ladies and gentlemen. He's a little, he's a little crocodile skin from all that time in Belize, but I'm fucked. But look at his one eye. He's fucked up right in that picture, man. Like, look at his eyes. Oh, well, he's you fucked up. Much like me coming back from Florida, you think he just gave up his crank addiction when he got back from Belize? Hell no. Nah. He's on some Chinese fucking designer drugs. Right. He has them shipped in. Right. Because it, there's a legal loophole. They haven't, like, declared what he's taking illegal yet. So he's just, <laughs> he's having it, like, trucked in. I love I love that. I love people who come up with new drugs and they're are ahead of the curve and then they have to take a while to make them illegal. Those people are fucking pretty geniuses. Yeah. I, I don't mean they, that they're they attractive outlaw, geniuses. But... I mean that they're pretty pretty much geniuses. <laughs> Holy shit. Half a bottle of red wine, a, a uh, Dave Daly birthday joint. Producer Dave is just staring at his computer. I'm in the zone. Good. No, because this guy's got a fucking crazy life. While you guys sit there and talk about him, just like, Jesus Christ, this guy fucking evades... He's a person of interest in that dude's murder. Uh-huh. He evades these dudes, the, the police. These mm-hmm. dudes called the police. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the message in a bottle is probably my favorite. He fucking, but like, he just is like, I'm afraid if police will kill me and I'm therefore I'm not going to answer your questions. <laughs> so he takes off and they're like getting in contact with him somehow and he keeps sending them messages like, no, 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 you're going to try and kill me. I'm out of here. But like the dude fucking. I, and look, I don't blame him. Locked up abroad. I wouldn't fucking want to do it. Police, fuck that. He even asks a cartoonist. If he would set up a blog so he could write about his experience while on the run. Really? This guy is a fucking entrepreneur. He's like the G.G. Allen of the fucking web protection world. <laughs> Dude is fucking Actually, he wacky. really is the G.G. Allen of the world uh, web protection world. Because not only was he on the lam, he also liked fucking women to piss and shit on him, just like G.G. Allen. I think it was just straight poo. But yeah. Okay, well. I'm reckon This is a solid... <laughs> Wait. This is a solid recommendation to so watch Green. So if the girl was taking a shit, right, and then a fucking drop of piss, would he be like, get the... Shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. Who said that Yorin could come into this? You savage. You're a sicko, ma'am. I wanted you to shit in my mouth. Why? Piss I on me. Never. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm take, offended. Yes. Take yeah. that shit to the showers. I don't know. Does that I make any sense? Take no, he, that shit to the showers, lady. He drugged. And stand strong. He drugged one of his coworkers and like stripped her naked. She woke up the next day like naked and he was like, all right. Did wait. he do anything? I don't know. She doesn't know. Was she, she like, woke up naked and like it, fucking feeling like she, uh, but it's she odd finally got rid of that Taco Bell she ate all, that night. All those chicks he was paying said he never had sex with them. Just shit, shit in his mouth. Yeah. They never had sex. Oh, I have no doubt that he's just a stand up gentleman. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> He's a gentleman. He doesn't like a dream. He doesn't seem like the type of guy but that he would drugged, take advantage of a woman. He drugged that chick and stripped their naked. Mm-hmm. Well, so did Bill Cosby 18,000 times. <laughs> and we still watch the fucking Cosby show. Or do we? No. You can't watch that anymore. I can't. Now, right? It ruined it. Yeah. It ruined it because you know, he was such a hard ass with all the other black comedians. Like, oh, how dare you curse? Yeah. How right, dare that, you say the N word? Honestly. So, so like Richard Pryor and, you know, Eddie Murphy, he would always call them and give them grief. Yeah. I, he was such a piece of shit. So now. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Well, I had the one little bit of respect, though. I used to think, oh, that's kind of cool that he's trying to, you know, promote a, a positive 
uh, view of black men and mm-hmm. comedians. Which and, he and, did, by the way. He did. Yeah. But that's all out the window now. Right. And now you look, you're just like, you're a fucking hypocrite. Dude. I think I think that he toppled so hard over those allegations. Because, not only because what he was doing is fucked up. I mean, it's obviously it's fucked up. Take, you know, taking advantage of anybody at any time is fucked up. But uh, not like that's something that somebody else maybe could have s- survived. Like if you if you found out that uh, well, I was going to use Kevin Hart because he's the biggest, but that's probably not a good example. Let's say uh, let's let's say you found out that uh, I don't know, like Louis C.K. or somebody, or like Jim Norton or one of those dudes. Oh, it was Jim Norton was fucking, like, yeah, that makes sense. Was assaulting women. It, you would still be like, holy fuck, that's crazy. But I don't think it, it, I don't know if it would ruin their career the way they ruined that career. And I think the whole thing with Cosby is because he was such a fucking prick as far as being on his high horse and on a pedestal all the time that people actually took pleasure in seeing him topple. You know, you always want to tear your idols down and that kind of thing. But I also don't agree. And let me ask you guys this question. And we've talked about this before. David? Yes, sir. Uh, We've talked about this before. On this show, are you the type of people that let the person get in in the way of the art? So let me ask you this question: If you if you say you really like an actor or a musician or somebody like that, and then you meet them in person and they're a dick, can you still listen? Can you still consume their art afterwards? Or them being a dick bothers you so much that you say fuck them? I I can answer this. So being in the city a lot, I've I've met some celebrities through the years. Sure. I love Gene Hackman. Okay. I've got a fistful. Well, I've got a handful. Uh-huh. That sounds so violent. Yeah, I got it. I've got a handful of celebrities that I've met in, in my you day in the city. by Gene Hackman? Me That's and where Gene this is Hackman. Going. What? I was yeah. bent over in my truck. Mm-hmm. crazy. Getting out some tools in the city off Park Ave. And uh, it was right across the street from the Four Seasons. So, like, celebrities were constantly going that place. And uh, I'm getting some tools out of the back of my truck. And fucking lo and behold, a car pulls up next to it. Gene Hackman walks out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fucking Gene Hackman. And he walks and I was, I'm like, uh, I turn and he like, there's like a little bit of a car space between my van and the car behind me. And I'm there getting tools. He gets out, walks through where I am. And I'm like, oh, hey, Gene Hackman. And he's like, out of the way, asshole. Yeah. And I was like, what the shit? Yeah. I'm still going to love you on TV, but fuck you, man. Well, did you now let me ask you something. Did you did you just say hi Gene Hackman or did you make it seem like you were going to try to get an autograph or something? No, I was just like, "Hey, Gene Hackman." Okay. I was going to say cuz that's that's in in you New York is unique in that way, uh, uh, different than anywhere else in the world and even LA is that New York is the only place where famous people could walk around and know that they're not going to get yeah. like talked to and fight. It's like an it's a, it's an unknown thing in New York that you will see celebrities all the time. But don't ever ask him for a photo or yeah. a fucking or an autograph or anything like that. So I w- I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he thought you were coming at that angle, so it like threw him off. No, I wouldn't say so. I've seen yeah. I've seen other celebrities that I've been like, you know, hey, what's up? And just actually a week ago, I think I told you this. I was waiting to get into the building. I was I was dropping off my car uh-huh. in the morning uh, to go into a building on a work site, and I have like a monthly pass at this place downtown. Yeah. And it's, you know, a nice area. There's a, a hotel across that uh, uh, Robert De Niro owns, and there's constantly celebrities. There's constantly paparazzi. Yeah. And I'm going to this uh, project for a financial company, and I'm waiting for my car. I come back, like, pretty early. I just had to do a quick thing, and I'm waiting for my car, and John Stewart's next to me. Yeah. With his son. It's, like, 7.30 in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning. 
And I'm like, we're like right next to this, as close as you and I are. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what's up? You know, like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no salt talk. Yeah, I know who you are. You know what? Right. You know I know who you are. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were about to say you know who I am. That, no, no, no. <laughs> that's a great. Yeah, you know who I am. Yeah. Producer hey, Dave, motherfucker. Don't you know a high who I am? Um, yeah, it, that that's one of the cool things about New York. In my old job, I also dealt with a ton of celebrities. I've met. I, I, I don't really talk about it a lot, but like I could, I could give you a laundry list of celebrities that I had to not even like just meet, but hang out with and spend some significant time with and teach, shit like teach that. Teach a G chord. Teach, teach a G chord too. I did talk about that, but uh, but it was always like I never once would. I never even once have ever said like I'm a big fan or anything like that. You, like, you just don't. You feel weird. You just don't do it. You know. And then when you do see people that do it. It's such a kind of like, uh, I, it's a very desperate thing, I think, running up to somebody and be like, can you sign this piece of paper because I saw you on a movie once? I don't know. It's fucking weird. I don't know. I can't, I can't attest to that. I can attest to giving them their space when you're in public. Yeah. But I've also gone to those like Comic-Con, Well, that's different. Things. That's different. I've had my picture taken with Carrie Fisher. That's different. With a friend of mine, close Th- personal friend of mine. She oh, thought she we were did. a gay couple. Uh-huh. And it's the fucking most hysterically adorable picture you've ever seen in your life because she was so proud to be in the center of two men in love. And her face is like... <laughs> I hope that that was her last thought She recently. She was just like, those two My gay, two Daves. Those two Latino gay guys. a good guys. picture. It's a great um, picture. Like, I'm always mad that I didn't or don't do more of that. Well, here's the thing. Because I don't, I'm the same way. I see them and I... I make mental note. Oh, that's a famous person I know, and then I go about my business. I don't well, really acknowledge them. Here's the thing, the though: is that those Comic Con things, like they get paid for that, so they're on the clock, and they're on. That's different. You go there to meet these celebrities and get their autograph, and you wait online to get their autograph and take a picture with them. That's they're they're doing their job at that point. But when they're just walking down the street, especially like with their family, or they're trying to eat at a restaurant or something like that, you know, they're off the clock. And you just don't go up to them and fucking do that shit. And it's always... Uh, but some celebrities are just cooler about it. Yeah, and some ben, of them are awesome. Uh, I was in an elevator with Ben... Ele- elevator with uh-huh. Ben Stein. Uh-huh. And uh, the guy I was working with didn't know who he was because I was elbowing. I was like, holy shit, fucking Ben Stein. Right. And I'm trying to whisper and not make a big deal about it. But I was freaked out. Yeah. And he was like... He heard me say that and he turned around and he was like, hello. <laughs> yeah, he gave you a fucking... Yeah, yeah. He said hello. Blue I was like, economics. How cool! Yeah, yeah. Some it, look. He's the coolest dude ever. Yeah, it, some of them. It, some it, you know, they're just regular people, and it just it's. I, I guess growing up in this area and like being in New York and dealing with a lot of celebrities or whatever, I just I always get kind of creeped out. Now, here's what I wanted to say about the the art thing because uh, I could totally be a fan of somebody's art and not like them as a person. It's actually no problem with me. I actually kind of prefer it. I'd rather not be invested in somebody as a as a person because you know like as as somebody who's been in creative stuff as people as somebody who has met like a bunch of famous not famous but successful creative people and stuff like that like there just because somebody's a good musician or a good artist or a good something else doesn't mean that they're going to be a good person as a matter of fact most of the time it it actually means that they're not going to so I I've always found the divide between somebody being caring about somebody you know being nice and not and but still being able to listen to their music or watch their movies like bill cosby what he did is horrible he's a horrible person whatever he did is fucking horrible however i could still watch himself and find it funny because he's a different dude to me it ruined it for me yeah me too. bill cosby just because of his hypocrisy like yeah. the, the the whole eddie murphy thing where he talks about bill cosby and he's like 
fucking Bill Cosby called me up. Was like, no, you need to talk. You can't be cursing. Blah blah blah. And he like talks about how a dick he is to him. That's a true story, right? And it's like if Cosby would have just been like, yo, man, on the on the sly, right? I'm banging bitches every day, right? Not that big a hypocrite. Still a dick. Yeah, but I feel like that's what ruined it for me. That he was like calling people out from his high horse, and yeah. then he was that motherfucker. Like, yeah, if I'm stories would have came out that they're like, yeah, Bill told us about that shit, but you know, what are you gonna do? I'm not a snitch, right? I want to watch it. Fat Albert now, and I used to love really? Fat Albert. What about picture pages? Nope. Are you, no, no picture pages. Picture page. Picture um, page. but he, I don't know because when when like himself is one of the funnier comedy specials of all time, and I and. I, that's like the thing is, is that that's not Bill Cosby. That's Bill Cosby. No matter it's it's the character. You Himself. see what I'm saying? Right. What I'm saying is, when you're performing, even if your whole spiel is that you're yourself, you're still not yourself. That's your character. Yeah. That's something that you know. That's his job. He's out there doing his job. So like you know, whoever the guy that takes my tolls when I'm going through the Lincoln fucking tunnel might be a fucking rape, rapist. I don't know. But but he's doing his job and I'm respecting him for doing his job and I don't know him as a person. With celebrities, we get their, their personal shit shoved down our face. But if we didn't know that, you know? Now, let me say this, though. I, I balance between feeling the way that I just described and also hating Jason Sudeikis because I heard him say he doesn't like sour cream once. I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to God. I can't, I Fuck feel, Sudeikis. Yeah, I, I love heard, sour cream. I heard that motherfucker on the Chris Gethard show say that he doesn't like sour cream and I've never liked him since then. Never liked him since then. I, I have a total fucking stig- stigma against this guy just because who the fuck doesn't like sour cream? Sudeikis. I don't know. No, I, I separate it. It depends. There's some people that I love their stuff so much, they can murder a family of, of five, and I'd be like, <laughs> well, I mean, that should happen, but that dude's hilarious. Right. I love him, but right. something about the Cosby thing rubbed me the wrong way. So you're a huge Twiggy from the Manson family um, fucking fan? Yeah, I like I like I the whole trying, family. I was just trying to think of anybody that murdered a family of five, and that's all I could come up with. <laughs> I thought you were saying he's old as fuck, so he would know who the fuck that is. <laughs> Manson had some hot looking chicks. Uh, yeah, he, he, had a, he had a harem, as they say. Yeah, he did all right. Um, Crazy fuck. He definitely had an incense and peppermints vibe for he, a little while. Much well, like this studio. Yes. Well, right. He was hanging out with Brian Wilson's brother, making I, records. Daily, and shit. I hope you noticed that in honor of your birthday, I added another lava lamp in the High Five studio. Oh, oh the purple one. So now Fantastic. we have two lava lamps, a black light, the Alice in Wonderland poster with the guy smoking the pipe on the fucking mu- mushrooms. We have the beads coming down from the floor. And then we have my Incense and Peppermints 45 that we're going to play Hendrix after poster. the show. Right, exactly. And I've really been thinking about adding the John, the uh, Jim, Belu- no John Belushi uh, college poster, but uh, I got to save up. I know it's at Spencer's for you pretty better, cheap, but better. I'm gonna wait. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I think it'll put. That. I think it'll really put the uh, last touches on the feng shui of a high five studios, don't you? Spencer's is such a great place. Is that, <laughs> does that still exist? Yeah, I, and I go if I go in a mall and I see that I go in every fucking no. Time. It's Spence. I was just kidding when I, I when you're a kid. Spencer's is the coolest no, place I still on still earth. Go in oh there. yeah, because there's like fake poo and then like sexual shit. But I don't remember it being. Oh, I don't remember it being that sexual. It was. No, there always was. And now it's yeah. like, yo, this is a straight up fist with another one that's like a fucking wiener. Right. This is, and they're nunchucks. And you're like, what the fuck, Spencer's? And that but, was always there. But if I you think. go to the back and start flipping through the posters, you could still select like a, a Britney Spears, oops, I did it again poster to bring home with yourself. A nice, a nice fine fucking um, uh, sync or uh, Backstreet Boys yeah, poster. Yeah, I haven't... 
legitly bought like a poster poster since I was like ten. <laughs> but I'll still flip through that fucking thing. Like, well, before I got my Alice in Wonderland, I'm the same habit. way. You're a decorator of uh, you decorate with albums, yeah, not posters. Yeah, albums. That was one of the first things I, when I met Daly for the first time. Like, hung out at his place. He has like all these Smiths albums, like mm-hmm. in framed. That nice. Hung I didn't know you were a Smiths fan. All right, yeah. huge. I know you're a Dead Milkman fan. Oh yeah, and uh, and that's something we bonded over. But the Smiths. All right, we got more in common well, than I think. What about that last band that I still didn't get that from you? What last um, band? Butt Trumpet. Butt Trumpet. Yes. Well, that's look. Anybody who listens to Butt Trumpet is deep in my heart because <laughs> there's very few of us. There's very, very, very few of us, but uh, I love them so much. And, and you having the full Primitive Anima CD has definitely put you up higher up on my list. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I was just going to say something else. Fuck. What was I talking about? Spencer's jumped in there. Oh, yeah. I dated a girl once, um, and uh, she was like, man, like I really want to go buy a vibrator. Like We woke up one day, and she was like, I really want to. I, like, I, I just need to get a vibrator. I want to go buy a vibrator. I was like, yeah, baby, go buy your vibrator. You know, Do what you got to do. She was like, all right, oh, I'm going to go. And I was like, all right. And I, I hung home. I did my thing. She came home later with this vibrator. And I, in my head, I was like, she went to some fucking porn store or, you know, whatever, like some fucking shack on the corner of the highway with like XXX over it and shit. And uh, she came back and she was like, here's my new vibrator. I was like, that's awesome. Where'd you get it? And she was like, Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> she went into Spencer's Gifts and actually bought a fucking like sex thing from Spencer's. Who has ever done that? Like, you think anyone's actually purchased the shit that was there? Oh. On the sex toy front. Okay. Never mind. Daily purchase sex toys from Spencer's. I should have I got. I got I so excited. Known. No, no, no. Never shaped light bulb. Yeah, I didn't know you could buy that shit. It's Spencer's, the sexual but, daily uh, grind. I'm I'm a big advocate of the fleshlight. Yes, we know. And uh, <laughs> I'm just tearing it up. They have an attachment for it. It's like 260 bucks. What? It's like auto jack. What? Yeah, so you put the fleshlight into the middle of this contraption and then just put it on your junk. How big is it? Okay, I've, it's, I've, it's, it's I've, held, a, I've held a fleshlight before. Yeah. They're I'm, big. Yeah, and this thing is twice the size of the fleshlight. So now you're putting a giant electronic uh, moving contraption over the most sensitive part of your body. Yep. All right. Fair yep. enough. All right. I'm yep. not judging. I'm just asking. Oh, I'm getting that. <laughs> Auto Jack 5000. I forget the name of it, but is that going to be a happy birthday to you? Yeah, I'm going to have to go order that shit when we're done here. You order tonight. it before midnight so you can get it for your birthday. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be upstairs. Yeah, Producer like, Dave, you're just going to hear like, it's going to sound like a fucking washing machine. Yeah. You can set the speed or whatever. Like, it, it'll do like. <laughs> oh, motherfucker did research. Oh, no. Yeah. Did He's gonna have this thing. So you can set the speed, or you can like sync it to the porn you're watching. It comes. I think you can get oh, VR glasses with it. Uh, VR, yeah. And and if the dude is thrusting in the video, the thing is is moving. For in, everyone in sync. at home, Dave Daly just started thrusting he while he's thrusted. telling his story. He and, and we, all then, had, we all had the duck. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. <laughs> and I really wish I would have wrote some of that shit down because I don't. I don't remember the name of it, but uh, yeah. All right, produce this, David. It's, Sorry, it's my definitely. I think it's out. I think it's available. Is it called like the super? Just type in like fleshlight. Fleshlight two thousand. Fuck robot. Yeah, fleshlight automated robot fuck machine. I don't know. It's out there, bro. It's out there. Come on, sex machine. Um, 
my friend of mine over last summer, uh, I went to his, I went to go hang out with him and his uh, his lovely fiance in in Washington D.C., the capital of our nation. And he uh, works for a very uh, popular media company, and they were doing something that had to do with VR. And he had a bunch of the cardboard VR samples. There she is. Let me see. And oh fuck, that is pretty high tech, but it's still okay. Let's talk about that in a second. Yeah. All right. And uh, long story short, he was like, do you want one of these? And I had never experienced VR before. And I said, fine. And he was like, you just put your phone in it and shit. And I was like, all right, cool. And, and I was at his apartment. Uh, yeah, I'll hit that. Part. And I was at his apartment. And I was looking at like the, uh, pictures of, this, of space and like nature pictures and shit. That's all I did. And I was like, VR is awesome. He's like, take that shit home. I went home. I drove home from Washington, D.C. Within a half hour of being home from Washington, D.C., I was jerking off the VR board on the VR glass. And yeah. let me tell you something else. Never watched anything else ever again besides VR porn on it. I've never even I never seen dug VR in. Either. I never wanted to see the Grand Canyon in VR. I don't give a fuck about fucking Uranus's yes, 30th you did. ring. And yes, you did. <laughs> you just gave two perfectly good examples. Yeah, true. It's a good point. I, anyway. And do I, you still use that thing? No, I don't. It got old. It just sits there on the side. Now, let me say something. Hook a brother up. What? <laughs> I'll, well, if I'll you buy that, you. then it's no, just one of the cardboard ones that you throw the phone in. That shit. Yeah, you could have it. I'll d- get on that. Um, but uh, what I can say is, as the technology gets better, I could definitely see how dudes are like never going to li- leave their parents' basement and never even try to find a real woman. That's already happening in in like Japan and shit. They have a a, a, <laughs> a large amount of fucking grown men. Who aren't out like trying to find mates and everything because they're totally fine with staying home <laughs> with the latest technology and getting off that way. If I got a machine that's gonna do it for me, you're good. Fuck it. That's the I don't get any Literally. women anyway, Come so on, I'm man. done. That's the death of intimacy. Yeah. What about making a connection with another human being? No, I don't do that. On a fucking nightly basis. I've been done basis, with that for years. On a nightly basis, I get to fucking sit on a couch with I, which people at home i have five dogs yes you do but, but i get to fucking sit on a couch or sit in a kitchen and just bullshitting with the fucking person and there's a connection there that fucking no matter how my day went oh dave's getting late tonight i feel fantastic oh i hope so <laughs> maybe if you're listening to this i'm coming baby do you want me to do some like in the background <laughs> i'll tell you right now my love i'm coming home i'm replacing all that with a jack machine 9000 <laughs> Dave is going to be in his living room, like uh, c- caressing his lovely wife, and they're going to be talking about their. And and you're going to be downstairs fucking a Jack Machine 5000 at fast speed, at like washing machine speed. Pay no attention to those noises, baby. Naughty neighbor Dave. I hope it's like the shake weight in South Park. Well, I can tell you what it is. (laughs) I hope it's got a cool down Let's run through this. Splash me in the face. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we're looking at looks like a fucking weird shave. If you want to look, it's on uh, malesextools.com. Of course it is. Fleshlight-launch-robot-controlled-masturbation. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. It's not masturbation anymore. If it's doing the work... That's just a freaky robot. <laughs> You're just it's fucking masturbation, you <laughs> nope. sick fuck. No <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> you try to fucking it's a freaky robot, bro. People, I'm not doing the people work. People of the awkward high five. It's cool. Fuck, that was the funniest shit, Jelly. <laughs> if it's doing the work, it's just a freaky robot. <laughs> he like even went down on it. 
$140 worth of pudding. Oh, yeah. So this thing is the Fleshlight Launch. That's the name of this. Okay. It's a, as it has on its website, robot-controlled fuck machine. Mm. Now, it looks like Mm. almost like... I don't know if you'd agree. I think it looks like an eyeball that has a black metal case around it, kind right. of holding it a little football style. I'm worried about the size of that hole. hole? And not normally the way I worry about sizes of holes. I'm, I'm worried about it because it's fucking... Um, now, find another... That's the back end of it. Okay. Because big. the front end's your regular fleshlight, which looks like a vagina, an asshole, or a fist, or a dude's mouth, whatever you <laughs> bought. It is 2017, whatever Because I, I did. I bought my first one in Vegas. Uh, the thing is big. That is big. That is giant. That is huge. Yeah, because that is every it, other adjective. It looks for the like word Vader's thing. chest plate and his face mask on your dick. Now, what we're looking at right now is a fine gentleman, a very, uh, a very attractive gentleman. I would say he's got some six pack and everything, laying on his back, completely nude, and he has the Jack fucking fuckbot five thousand over his unit. And uh, you know what it looks like? It kind of looks like it's uh, he has a bottle of wine that's like chilling in that that thing of yes. ice. Over his deck, pretty That's much. That's about the size of it. It's well, very huge. This picture is misleading because there's also a hot chick in the picture. Well, of course there is to take our our, our attention away from yeah. the fact that if if I had there's a chick, naked guy with a if computer there was a over chick his dick. that looked anywhere near that good. I don't think I'd be thinking about the Jacktron 9000. Right. Well, that's why they're doing that because this product is for men. And if that ch- it Photoshop that woman out, I of need that to picture, be the spokesperson for this because I'm the per, you know. The type of person that's going to use it, dude. You're going to fuck fat and this. gross and just bleh. yeah. You're They're gonna... going after the wrong target market with that. <laughs> good looking people aren't going anywhere near this fucking thing. No, but goodly uh, like fat crazy uh, machine fuckers look at that and then in in their mind's eye they think like I look like that. That's yeah. what the, you know. It's fucking um, it's bullshit. You called it right there. Persuasive bro. advertising. Dave Daly, machine fucker. Machine fucker. I will be. You have been. All right. When so when you get this, now you have to let us know how it works out. This thing's got. I'm some not asking serious... for a tutorial. I just want to know. Yeah, and it, I don't know. I it might be a waste of money because I did buy that newest flat fleshlight, and I've only used it three times. <laughs> but you, so you have a fleshlight, right? I do. Right? Yeah. So I'm this not... thing adapts onto your fleshlight. Yeah, I know. That's why I. It's that's capa- why he's willing to put out the extra two sixty. <laughs> it's capable of 180 strokes per minute, bro. That is great. Three strokes. That's like per a hummingbird's second. heart. That's like a hummingbird's heart. Yeah, I'm only gonna make it three seconds anyway. What's, what's the difference? They say it's a very good for a portable fucking machine this size. <laughs> The rechargeable, the rechargeable battery is built, so no cords are necessary. Yeah. The device connects to your computer or virtual reality Googles via Bluetooth. Mm. That's good. So now I got to get the VR glasses. And- yeah. Well, that's all right. You're a wealthy gentleman. Just tear through that oh, shit. Oh, I'm rich. I'll yeah. Get that shit tomorrow. So after a good thousand bucks, you're going to get the VR set up. <laughs> you're going to get the fucking Fuckbot 3000. Um and all the assorted lubes and powders that you need. Jacktron sixty five hundred. And then you're gonna finally set it all up, hook up all the Bluetooth, route all the fucking uh wire all the routers and rewrite the encryptions. And then you're gonna turn it on and you're gonna come in three seconds. <laughs> Worth fifteen hundred dollars. Is your flashlight like a time? No, go ahead. You can still talk over it. Right? Is it a type of flashlight? Like is it a, a person? Joanna Angel. Ah. Signature flashlight. Na- New Jersey native. Really? I did not know that. Well. Thank you for listening to the Uncle Podcast. Happy birthday, Dave Daly. 
Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Daily and Producer Dave, for yet again coming in and saving my ass. Um, if you go on Patreon and get the $5 or more tier, you're going to get the two extra episodes a month. Uh, Patreon subscribers, your next exclusive episode will come out on Sunday of this week, so look for that. If you go on iTunes and leave a review, if you're a new listener of the Awkward i Five podcast, and I know there's a lot out of you, a lot of you out there, because I've gotten your communique and I appreciate it. Go on to iTunes and leave a review. I cannot explain how much that helps the show if you do that. So do that. Patreon. We hope Richie will come back and stay strong. Stand strong, yo. Oh yeah, stand strong. I say stay strong. See you in future days. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.